is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Daddy Gang, what the fuck is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, for another episode of Call Her Daddy. Hi. 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 How are you guys doing today? Welcome back to the world of Call Her Daddy. Today, we have a guest joining us. Her name is Alexis Wren. Alexis Wren is an accomplished social media personality and model, and I'm most excited for you guys to hear a new side of her in this interview. First, um, I want to say that through my conversation with Alexis, I have respect for not only her career accomplishments, but also for her as a person and all that she's overcome in her life. She was, as you're about to hear, willing to share things in this interview that she's never shared before. While I was listening to Alexis as I was editing this episode, I realized I keep hearing stories with the same themes from many of the women that I'm interviewing, including my own story. And I keep hearing the same theme emerge. Men taking advantage of their power and acting inappropriately. And it's not okay. We've seen it so often, okay? And I know this isn't new information. Like, this is literally fucking everywhere. But I think in listening back to this and editing it and, like, sitting with this interview for a minute, I'm realizing... It's definitely fucking time to come together to continue to push for change. After the interview, I come back on and I share more of my thoughts. So, Daddy Gang, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to stay after the interview so we can start a discussion that I know is just the beginning. Enjoy. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants, iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine, yum. Crank up the flavor, Sparkling Ice, anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Daddy Gang, I get that there are some things you don't want to share, but bottling everything up inside can truly have some awful consequences. I remember growing up, I guess, honestly, the the truth is I was getting bullied and I was like so embarrassed to tell my family that because at home I was fine, but at school it was tough for me. And I just remember feeling so awful about myself and I kept it to myself and I dealt with it by myself and it literally just caused truly maybe like a decade of trauma. And later in life, now that I've processed it, I'm like, damn, I would have been so much better off if I had just talked to someone about it. It didn't even have to be my parents. Talking helps a lot. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I have had such an incredible relationship and experience with therapy. I was so ready to get better and to better myself and understand myself more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. 
It's easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists whenever you need to for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com daddy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot daddy. This episode is brought to you by Corona, the official cerveza of La Vida Mas Fina, aka The Fine Life. If there is one thing the daddy gang knows how to do, it's live the fine life. I'm talking rooftop parties in the city, weekend getaways, long summer lunches that stretch from midday till the sun goes down. Corona brings relaxing, refreshing vibes to every occasion. Get yours today at ordercorona.com. Drink responsibly. Corona Extra Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Hello. Hello. My voice is back. I like lost my voice this weekend. And I like don't you kind of like it when it's like raspy? Yes, but when I've been I'm losing like, it, it's bent. <laughs> I like every other word. It's like coming in and out. And I'm like, I have a podcast. I need to be able to speak. Okay. Alexis Rem. Yo. I'm up? so happy to be sitting with you today. I was thinking about it. You are like the first face I like know to be. Like when I think of Instagram, oh, wow. it's your face. <laughs> oh, wow. But it's true. And I'm, per- I'm sure you probably have a lot of people that say that to you. Yeah. There's so much to your story that I feel, and I know you've shared, like hasn't really been told. And I'm excited to talk about that side today and get to know that side of you. Yes, of course, you were like a recognizable face from Instagram, but unlike most of us, you never spent time in a classroom. Mm -hmm. In elementary school, you were homeschooled. What was your relationship to boys and everything in life back then? Dude, when you said elementary, I was like, what? You're like, are you in that? Like, I don't know. So you're just like homeschool. Like there's no difference in like like, middle to element. Okay. Okay. So like, what was your relationship to boys since you were literally homeschooled? Like back when you were younger? The thing was, is that because I was homeschooled, I had this like strong pull to want to be social, to want to go to school, to want So I I was super young and my mom was like, you'll understand later why I didn't put you in school. And I was like, I don't understand. Everyone's having fun and like they're learning new things. And she's like, well, you're having fun. You're learning new things. Like, trust me, this is just a different way I want to put you through. I always found it was funny. Like we think homeschooling, we think like social awkwardness. But because I didn't get that socialness all the time, I was just always, I always wanted it. Right. And so like I would, I would meet a friend and then I could kind of like dabble at all of the school's like parties and gatherings. So I'd be like, I'd be like, what's up, Pally? Like people would know me, but like, I was just this like thing, like this magical thing that would just like, would pop in and out, in and out. And so I wasn't a part of any of like the downside of being in school, like that drama and that consistent, like, can we all just like tell the truth? Dude, <laughs> it's so crazy you're saying that. Cause I remember school when you're younger, where like you go from a phase of like, not even having any self-awareness of like, what do I even look like? Like yeah. what bullying, what is that? And then all of a sudden it's like sixth, seventh grade you understand like the dynamic of boys and girls. And then you understand the dynamic of like, oh, she's prettier than me or the boys like her more than me. That trips me out always when I like, when I started, cause that happened like a little later for me. I think, um, the first time I was like, oh, I need to like change my physical appearance. Right. Like 17 ish. Okay. But like I had all of that time to just be like, I'm amazing. I love myself. (laughs) So your first passion in life was ballet. Yeah. How did ballet affect your body image and like your relationship to eating? 
Dude, I was fine. I swear to God, I was fine until I got into modeling. I was always okay. like, I would be around girls in ballet class who, like I had one of these, one of these girls, like she passed out on the floor and I was just like, you good? Like <laughs> I didn't register in my head that like she hadn't eaten all day and she was like trying to create this, this image that she only thought she could be if she wanted to be a ballerina. And so I was... I was just like, I was always curious about it. But like, I was really lucky in the sense that like, my mom, we only had organic food. We never, I never had fast food. It was like the biggest treat ever to have chicken nuggets from Carl's Jr. I was like, oh my God. So like, I never had any of that like toxicity buildup that a lot of us have because our food, did you know, weird fact, um, the reason why like a lot of people who eat a lot of junk food don't have stomach problems is because the junk food like lines their intestines with this like slime goo. So me. (laughs) So me, so thank you. We so the reason really... they're numb is because everything's just leaving their bodies. The farther you get away from, and like I'm, I'm not trying no, to like you can give you at all. Try, like, try, I just, no, you're fine. This you're is fine. like how I, I have feel. a really bad sweet tooth. I no, know. I mean too. But like, okay. what people don't understand is like you don't have to give up your sweet tooth. You don't have to right. give up burgers. Like maybe just not have a burger that like doesn't like has like a chicken leg and like we just don't know what's in that and like I don't really consider that food and so like the longer I've been away from like that it's easier to avoid the Cheetos I just yeah because I'm like (laughs) it doesn't look like food to me oh wow I literally look at it and I'm like but that's not food when I see broccoli I'm like that's not food that's a plant and that's like literally what I see in the forest like I can't know I grew up in my household like I didn't have the healthiness so I was like not that my parents were like here like eat Oreos every day but it was like it wasn't really a stress so for me it's never been like something I think of so that it's just interesting that like people especially everything is how you were raised affects everything in your life but then I also think like there is it scares some people to be like, I don't want them to have an overemphasis on food that then that becomes like their entire self-worth and being. I know. But I also think we come into this world like choosing our poison already. Like we demand contrast. Like our brain literally needs contrast. Otherwise it'll create contrast. Like we create our own problems essentially. So like, Oh yeah, we do. If someone's going to choose that, like food is their poison and their contrast and something they're going to have to learn and evolve from, like let that be it. Right. Yeah. Cause we can't, we can't like, it's so weird. Like this whole, like, I feel like it's, LA especially but we're like our trauma our trauma I'm trauma like this is from my child and I'm just like but yes but it's like why I am like I've been starting to just like own my mask and my trauma like I'm starting to kind of like rebrand that in my head because I'm like yo my trauma is the shit like I would have right. no motivation if I didn't have the okay. contrast and so like, like blaming my, everything my dad you know not being there for me I was like dad and now I'm just like amazing like I had so much fire to like want to prove to him and that may not have been healthy wait and didn't you move out at 15 yeah dude pretty wild and were you financially independent yeah dude I was like so st- I felt like I really figured this life thing out at like 14 because I went from like don't we all for sure I think around like yeah around the time I quit ballet I immediately got thrown into the modeling world okay. and like for me I was just like I'm making how much a day yeah I'm gonna yeah. be in like a basement for nine hours a day doing front side back and my face is cut off but like whatever like right. I can literally I'm making enough money to like treat my friends and like do all these things how the fuck did you get into modeling again um I think I just I always loved being in front of the camera and yep. so I think that just manifested as I'm walking down the street and a girl's like hey do you want to model for my store and so it just like it it man it just it manifests I don't right. even, like I didn't even it just happened and I think like all the best things in life just fucking happen 
So you move out because you were making money and you started modeling. So I wish that was the case. Oh, oh tell me. <laughs> I moved out because my mom, like, well, my mom, she got, uh, she started just get, she's <laughs> just, she just got sick from right. cancer. And so I needed to like find a, like, I think my heart and soul just didn't want to be in the house when she was like, when her health was deteriorating. So I wanted to like visit her and like spend time with her as opposed to like, being around her 24-7, I think, like, in my head it was rationalized, but now looking back on it, I really wish I just would have stayed home and, like, been there for her. Um, for a while I was just like, why did she get sick? She was literally an angel. Like, she was an – but then that's what clicked. I was like, oh, she literally, like, never, never took care of herself. It was only for everyone else. And so, like, that was a hard one to see. And so when I moved out, I just – I just I, I guess I just didn't want to see her – go from like this angel to like her deathbed. Like it was just really hard to watch that. And so, um, me and my sister, well, since I was under 18, um, my sister was like, I'll put my name on the lease and you pay for it. I was like, okay. Oh my God. And so we got this like little place in Inglewood. And how did you tell your mom? You were just like, we're going to go. She was fine with, she was fine with everything. Yeah. That's, that was what was so interesting with her as a human being. She would always be like, well, I raised you. So, you're going to be good. You're going to be fine. Because I raised you. Yeah. yeah. And so it wasn't like she she never questioned the things that I was doing. She just validated that if I felt like I needed to do it and if I felt was it was right, then I should do it. My relationship with my dad really did sculpt all of the relationships I've had prior to him because that is like the first male relationship you have in your life, right? So like I thank him a lot because I'm, I literally have not, I would have not been able to evolve at this young of an age this quickly without him not being the perfect father, ironically, but there is, it was hard because my father didn't want to be a father. And I think that's really interesting when you have like a parent or, but that they didn't want to have kids and now they do. And so there's almost like this, like you're in the house running around as a child. Everything's like a Disneyland at this point. There is no rejection and your father's looking at you like what the fuck are you doing here like for your entire childhood and so and and he has like the reverse narcissistic complex where it is like the very typical like hey you just met me but I'm gonna tell you my whole life story and all of my problems because everything revolves around me because I'm oblivious to anything else because like we both have this everyone has the same the the right idea like yes everything does revolve around you but that goes for everyone yeah. Right. So it like has to be both. And so like, that's what he taught me. He was like, so oblivious. <laughs> He's still, I love you, dad, but you still are very oblivious. And he would agree with me. That's the thing. It's weird. Like they get to different levels where they're like, he's it. like now super into like yoga and healing and da da da. But he's still very like narcissistic in that. He's like, yeah, I went to yoga the other day. And he's like, let me show you this pose. And like, he taught me this. So you should fuck. And I'm just like, yes, dad, that's like, amazing. It's literally Thanks like a little child. You're like, yes, dad, that's great. Good for you. Like, right. yeah, that's amazing. So you have to kind of like edge the mom in the right direction which Um, that must have also been weird though as a child like no how did did how did you know that did he just say that he didn't want kids to you guys um it was yeah it was more so just like him always complaining that we were taking up all of mom's time got it and so it was just like a constant like mommy never takes care of me and da 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 because my mom and dad had a very like mother-son complex um 
which also isn't healthy. I would say that's one of the worst ones. Cause it's like, they literally can't fend for themselves without like any, like literally like after my mom died, my dad was like, who's going to make me breakfast. And I was like, I don't know. We're children. We have to take care of your six year old son right yeah. now. Like there's three like teenagers trying to like raise a son that you're like, don't want either. Um, so like that was kind of the breaking point for me. I think that cause, cause it was like when my mom was passing away, I was just like, dad, please just show up, please. Yeah. Like, please. And then of course, instead of him showing up, he was like, you guys just would have, you guys, he's literally said this to me multiple times. He's like, you wish that I would have been the one to die. Don't you like da, 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 da. And it's just like, when you say shit like that, yeah. But like, I'm asking you to show up because yeah. I, you're, you didn't. So you're here. And so like, but when you keep playing this narcissistic victim all the time, it's really hard for me to be okay. With the fact that I don't have my mom, you know? And like, so for a while I just couldn't be around him. Um, and, but now I've separated this, like, because I think we have this, like, tr like, I don't know, contract feeling vibes with our families when in actuality, like, I really don't think that's like how humans should evolve where it's like, well, it's your family. It's like, well, yeah, it's your yeah. family, but like, we are all our own person. We're all taking care of ourselves. And but if, if there's not that energetic even exchange going on where it's like, I'm taking care of you and then you're taking care of me, then you don't owe anyone anything. Like that it needs to be both. Like you both need to show up. Otherwise it's going to just be a toxic relationship for the rest of your life. And so as much as like, you can't just be like, fuck you parents, I'm leaving. You can energetically do that. It's also right. Very, it's like, you can just yeah. be like, I'm not opening myself up for you being a voice in my life that has weight that relationship with your father like feeling like not wanted now in romantic relationships it manifested as fame isn't that interesting what do you mean by that like me just literally not being seen by my dad at all I was like well I need to be seen and then it manifested in like fame I was like whoa so that's why I, I kind of was like I wouldn't I don't regret any of it because it, it's it was always meant to be this path like yeah. it always was do you remember the moment when you went from like Alexis Wren like homeschooled kid from Cali to like Alexis Wren like internet sensation I do um it was when my ex posted the first like lifestyle video that we did I didn't really know what he was doing with the camera. I was like, okay, like, we'll just, right. like, do these things. And, like, okay, I'll, like, sit on the skateboard and, like, ride it and film something, you know, like, trying to get, like, the slow cam. And, like, right. I don't know. We were just, like, screwing around. And then we woke up the next morning to, like, every single um, news channel, like, talking about it. And I was like, what the fuck? I, I mean, I wouldn't even say it was like an overnight I mean yeah it was it just like people didn't know what to do with it at the time like yeah. I feel like now when people like blow up really because they have it happens all the time it's like poom, yeah poom, and then it's like here's poom. the agent here are the deal yeah. here's the teeth whitening thing like, everyone there you knows go. it's like a package thing yeah know everyone now. knows how to like Handle. do that and so like at the time people kind of looked at me like a little alien like why are you why are all these people wanting to take photos with you I was like I don't Oh, right. Like, why are you getting chased down at the Athens airport? I don't know. And like, that was, it was like this weird, like, I was just constantly looking for someone to tell me what the fuck is going on and like, lead me. I didn't feel like it was me. That was the famous thing. I thought it was like the relationship, which I was fuck. correct. I think. Yeah. Um, 
And so I have to make sure that I'm the best girlfriend. Like I can, I can like be the perfect girl for him and like do all these things because then no one will like me if I don't. And so, and he, and I felt like he wouldn't like me right? if I don't, which, you know, it was, it was set up to fail. But at that time it was just like, I literally, people would call me like the perfect girl. And I was like, oh shit. The perfect Instagram couple. I was like, wow, you guys. Like, what <laughs> I feel like perfect is such a weird word. Which now I guess in hindsight, I feel like as social media has gotten bigger, like everyone first, I think now thinks like, oh, that relationship is fake. Like back then, nobody was questioning that. I feel like in the beginning, it was like, whoa, this is so cool that yeah. we get to watch people like in their relationship, in their lives, and they're traveling the world. And this is so glamorous. And this is so cool. And I thought I wanted that, you know? Um, but I wanted, I wanted the validation of that image. I didn't necessarily want that life. It, it was literally like we were two kids with an unlimited amount of power, um, and in a relationship that wasn't, that was amazing at first. Like it was, it was such an amazing relationship at first. And I genuinely, and I, I genuinely do think he loved me. And I do think it was real for a little bit. But then when the business of our relationship became bigger than the connection itself, that's when it started to deteriorate. I, his belief was very much so like, there's not enough for everyone. Like I have to fight for what I, for, for my place. I have to fight for my money. I have to. And so it was this constant like scarcity feeling. Whereas I've never experienced that because my mom was very much like, everything's going with your stream right. and like trust the universe. So it was kind of like he was on that like not like survivor mentality. It was, but it was a, like, no, it was like, survival. I, I yeah, need this it to was survive. A survive. It was a survival. And so it's like, it, it wasn't, it was, it was out of survival. So of right. course it was justified. Like that's the thing with like the bad guy in society. It's like in their mind, they're not the bad guy. Like right. it's a justification of, of survival, of fight or flight. Where did you guys meet? He, he DM'd me like, uh, yeah, he DM'd me and then he was like, come out the line. And I was like, okay. Oh, to Hawaii. Okay. So like you were living in LA modeling at the time. Mm-hmm. You randomly like got a DM. You go and meet this guy. We'll call mm-hmm. him Mr. X. You, you, <laughs> Mr. X is like, Hey, I'm in Hawaii. And you were like down. Yeah. And you just go to Hawaii. Brought what like, <laughs> shout out my sister. Oh my God. Your sister went with you. Yeah. Oh my God. And dude, I was like mortified because, um, during that trip, I got a UTI. <laughs> That's awful. Girls are cringing right now. They're like, oh. And I didn't, I was so embarrassed. That's another thing. I'm not, Why? Not, Why are you embarrassed? Because it's like, I don't want to be like, hey, my vagina is infected. Like, right. we have to go to the emergency room. Like, with a guy that I don't know. I was like, oh my God. Sometimes I feel like giving anyone advice listening, you got to look at those moments and be like, okay, wait, hold on everyone is going to go through those moments and you got to be like, you know what? Use it as a bonding moment. We have a UTI. A UTI. <laughs> it's not I, it's we baby. It's a we motherfucker. Right. Okay. So, but I get that. You're like on your first trip and you're like, motherfuck. Like, yeah. of course I have and a so UTI. My sister I was that. like, I get that. My sister was like, it's okay. Like I, I'll, I'll like, I'll say it's me. And so she like, <gasps> Oh my God. She was like, we need to stop at the pharmacy. And then my ex was like, why? And he, she was like, I need green tea. <laughs> So she like went into CVS and like got the Dude, azos and stuff. What do you think initially attracted you to this person? Um, well, the, the lifestyle was really like the, like I loved, he seemed very connected to nature and like that was just 
he was always, you know, talking about like love and like da da da. And then when we really got to know each other, um, I found out that both of our moms had passed from cancer. So like there was this connection that I was like, oh my God, he gets me, he sees me. Um, based off of what he was telling me, not that there was an actual real connection. I think right. like you realize that you can have similarities with a person. You can even be on the same path as a person, but not necessarily have a connection. Like a, a, a one, like we were both am- amazing lessons for each other. Amazing. Um, and like we serviced each other to the best of our capabilities. Like I truly believe that. Um, but we've known this story for a very long time in society when money and power becomes like the main purpose, then the connections become collateral damage. And so it's like, that's what I don't get with people. I'm like, I don't care how many times you don't fucking ayahuasca. If you treat people like shit, you're right. not spiritual. Right. <laughs> like right. you're not spiritual. Like I, so that was like what ruined it per se. Cause it, it, it was literally like, you know, I just, I just remember like hearing like, from like or my friends being like he's like staying with you just for this one last job and then he's gonna like leave and like it was true and like he was but then like another job would come on I just like kept postponing this like never and so then it became like very manipulative like I just need her to be in this relationship to just like maintain the business and right. that was terrifying because I genuinely did not look at us like a business I literally was like, this is my, like, Life. you're going to be my husband. Like, that was truly, like, so deeply to the point where it's like, baby girl. Like, I just, I just, like, I could cry just, like, thinking about how deeply I loved. And, like, still to this day, I'm just like, you go, girl. You still fucking love deeply. Ooh, every time I get hurt, I'm just like, yeah, I love, like, a motherfucker. Like, I think that's a really good way to look at it in society. Women are deemed so emotional. And it's like, she was a wreck when it broke. No, I hope that you're a wreck when you go through a breakup because yeah. that shows that you actually were genuinely you in sacrifice. it and you, yeah, love and you sacrifice. love that person. So, okay, I have a lot of people write into me being like, of course, there are negatives to trauma bonding. And like, when you look back, is there any advice to those negatives that you now look back and you see? Yeah. Oh my God, there's so many. Um, butterflies, not, they're not a good thing. We don't want them. I know we feel like we want them. But like, sure, on a first date to have butterflies is fine. But if you're six months into a relationship with someone and you still get those butterfly anxiety feelings as if you're trying to grip onto something that's slippery, I know it's exciting. And I know you're like constantly trying to be better for them and constantly trying to like look prettier and like be, but it's just like, it's a slippery slope. So just be careful. Like, I think a true relationship is when you're, you're always ready to let them go. I'm thinking about this one toxic ex that I had there would be times where he would come in the door and I would get that (laughs) butterfly anxiety feeling of like, oh my God, what do I look like? We're a year in almost. And I'm like, that's not like a good feeling. That means you're literally anxious and you're not settled You think it's survival. Yeah. It's fight or flight. It's the same. Like I remember like every morning I would be like up so much earlier than him just to like put on my makeup and like make sure that like I always look this way. And like, I don't even know if he knew, but like I was convinced he didn't no, I wear makeup. <laughs> I just like always look this perfect. And I'm sure right. we, all, we all feel this. Like this is all something that's of like course. been there, you know? Oh my God. I've gone through that in college. I would get up in the morning and like quickly put it on. And I'm like, you, it's like sad because they're not doing it. Like that's the fucked up thing. Like no guy is like rushing to the bathroom to like fix his hair in the morning. It's just 
us. Like, and that's what I like, I hate that. It's like, wait, no, like you shouldn't have to be feeling that way. But then it is, you feel very alone when you're doing that. Cause those moments alone in the bathroom and it's like 6am and you're exhausted and all you want to be doing is laying in bed, but you're like, but I have to put this concealer on and I have to fix like what if that's like, that is a dark spiral. That's the red flag. Like I know red flags are pretty and all, but like, yeah, I'm like, but red flags are so pretty. Like that's my whole thing. I'm just like, in relationships like you had a hard time speaking up or no when I was afraid to lose them yes okay so that's the that's the main paradox of love you get to have them because you're willing to let them go was there a moment in your heart where like in that relationship you knew like oh this is off the reason that that ended was um because there was like a lot of business legal stuff that came up like it was really sad to literally have your friends be like he's like trying to keep you until this job is done right. to like he has he owns a percentage of you for the next six years like that was like I was like what you're like I'm a prisoner and so I actually spent like two years after that relationship like in litigate with litigation lawyers and like pretty much like lost everything I had because I had to like get out of that when you have a relationship with someone and their vibration doesn't match yours. I'm not saying it's lower or higher because that's like an ego complex. It just doesn't match yours. Any connections that you created through that person usually have to leave as well. Like the first manager I ever had turned out to be a scam artist, which sucked. Uh, I know. I was like, oh, my. And so, and he partnered up with my ex. La- my ex. And so I was just like, holy shit. Like I have to cut all of these ties. Wait, who ended it? he did I was so committed to him that I was just like like you thought you were gonna marry that person yeah like it was so sad I just remember like being in Italy and just like we had to finish this job but it was like the jokes out like he doesn't want to be with me I knew it and so like I just remember like crying on the stairs and him like grabbing me with his like like I was just like crying so bad that he like grabbed me and put like my hands up against the wall and started laughing in my face and I was just like oh my God, this was all business to you, wasn't it? Like, holy shit. And it just like was so sad. I just remember like we were sleeping in separate bedrooms. I was going to ask um, like where, where, yeah, we were and how did that even come about? Like, at, so did you confront it? Like when you're sleeping in separate bedrooms, it was just like, at one point were you like, what are we doing? It was more like, when I say he broke up with me, it was more like he like pushed me to the point where like, I had the meltdown to be like, I'm done. I can't, I'm done. And he was just like, okay. I still remember like when I screamed to, I was like, we were at an airport and I was just like, I'm done. I can't do this. I'm done. I'm done. And there was no emotion in his face. It was so scary. I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, who are you? Like, he's just like, okay. Yeah. It was just like, okay, whatever. And like, when you say like, I'm done, like what were those, what were those things that made you feel that? This like feeling as though, there's this other part of him. I had, you know, people around me kind of starting to be like, Alexis, he's not who you think he is, at least not anymore. And so you need to get out of that so he can either work back to like getting back to who he is or like you're going to be the collateral damage. And I ended up being collateral damage, which was fine, you know, whatever. But I was going to ask like, what did your friends think of him? It was one of those relationships where like it kind of like iced everyone out. So like I, would, I didn't yeah. really. I was gonna, I'm like you're like literally across the world. Yeah, I was like I didn't like, really. Like who my did you sister, tell? my sister was my god sister was the only person, um, 
that I would talk to, I had to come to her to be like, I think something's wrong. So you had like no one around you except for like kind of his friends. So if Mm -hmm. you were feeling anything like, Oh my God. Yeah. I had, um, our videographer whom to this day has a very special place in my heart because he's like, he was there for me through so much. Um, Oh my God. (laughs) I'm getting all emotional. Um, he was the only one that like saw the abuse and was like, like he would take me on like when we lived in Hawaii he would take me on these like 7 a.m runs because I would be like because he used to run like um like cross country is that oh what yeah, it's yeah and I and I really wanted to learn how to run and he was like I'll teach you and so in the mornings he'd take me on like an hour an hour and a half run and it was like the moments where he would be like you're not crazy like I see it and like it's okay and I would just like breakdown because he was like the only person that was like that would stop my ex and be like that's not cool you have to stop and um like can you give me an example like in those moments like on set the thing the problem with that is like I think a part of me is still kind of like I don't remember oh wow (laughs) I have like disassociated I I remember moments of like that like I remember that where he grabbed me with the hands and like but I don't I've like completely disassociated from that. I just remember like the feeling, which is so weird because that's what I also find really interesting in how the body has such an intelligence because I do not care about this person anymore. I really don't. Like I I wish the best for him, but I really don't care. Like as in like, I just, I really don't want anything to do with you and ever again. Like, and I wish you all the best. Right. But just namaste. Like, you know what I mean? But I saw I think it was like a year ago. I was at Air One. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out fucking kale bean salad. <laughs> um, and I was eating on the side and he walked up with a crew. In my entire body, he didn't see me. My entire body was like this. And I was like, shaking. what the fuck? Like, you good, Alexis? Like, you good? It's been like four years. Like, you good? And so I had to I had to leave and get in my car. And I had like a full on, like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, and it, it became an emotional reaction, but it was a body reaction. It was almost like my body was like, we're not safe. We're not safe. Right, and I was out. like, whoa. And so that's what's also like when people say like your body, your body is the first to know Remember. and like the last to forget. It's true. So many people will be able to relate to when you're saying I blacked that out and yeah. you have and that's those okay. like, and it, it's, exa- okay. it's how you survive. Yeah. It's like, literally your body being like, I'll protect you. So like, don't think of you not remembering as this like, I'm broken thing. It's right. not like it's literally your body being like, I got you. Right. Don't worry. We're going to, we're going to just, this didn't even happen. Had your family ever met him? No. Or, well, um, he met my family once at the cheesecake factory. <laughs> the fact that you were like, it was one of those relationships that really isolate. Yeah. That is such a scary place to be in. But once again, I literally learned what my mother lived I learned through the toxic relationship, got out of the toxic relationship within two years. My mom married the toxic relationship. So we're doing a lot better. I'm really proud of us. I'm like, honestly, like we got to give ourselves more credit. So you now can like recognize a toxic situation. I can, can. but we also have to be careful not to swing so far the other way. So like when it comes to being in a toxic relationship, if we get out of that, then what we do is we flip over to the best friend archetype is what I would call it right. is where you date someone that feels like a best friend that is a best friend, 
but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't consider it a soulmate. Yeah. And so then we swing into this, like it's safe, safe and reliable. Right. And like, this is what I want. Right. And so those two extremes we have to experience, like all of us as a collective, we have to get through those extremes. So we know what we want. Do you look back on those years? Like, do you have anything you can think of specifically that you like regret posting? Oh yeah. I do have this one regret. Cause it was like the one thing that I was like, Oh, Alexis, like I was being so mature about everything and it was all good. But after I found out that like he was going to have a percentage of everything I made for the rest of my life, I was like, fuck this person. So you, you um, posted something that I, I said on Twitter, um, and he has a small dick. I was like, really Alexis and so I posted and of course that's what gets picked up in all of Cosmopolitan like, yeah and I was like fuck like because I was so angry it was like the moment I found out um, it's kind of iconic I know it was it was I it was I was mad because I was like damn it like Alexis like you were handling that mature like you were doing a good job about it but I was just like I but I like, feel like you're so mature, but also it's kind of like, but that is the one thing, like, sorry. But then, like, okay, there, the there reason, can be no response. The reason I said it was because, like, I knew, like, at this point in his evolution, like, his dick that mattered was the a lot. One, yeah, like, that, that was, was like, one the thing. one thing that he was, like, holding on to. This is, it's my dick. I'm a like, man. Like, and you're like, yeah, and like, I've seen it, and it's tiny. <laughs> so now what? Oh, okay, So it was that. more like, it wasn't, like, me being immature. It was, like, it was me being immature. But it was, like the only way I knew how to trigger him is through that, those little, because he was so, I think 19, 20 <laughs> years old, the men are like, I'm a man. Like, yeah. what does that mean? Big dick energy. Even though that's like not what masculinity means. Right, masculinity means like protection and like structure. Right. Like that's masculinity. And so I was just like, I just, I said it because I knew it would piss him off. Which not I that I meant great. it, um, which it did. Like he was like, he was so angry. He was so oh, mad. He, he like threatened me, all <gasps> of these things. And I was like, oh shit. Oh shit. I'm so and then m one of my, um, like oh, one shit. of our, one of our mutual friends was like, I'm obviously going to like talk him down, but like, you need to like not do that. And I was like, I'm sorry. And then I deleted it, but it was too late. You know, I do respect the tweet though a little bit because like, I feel like I get where you were coming from. It's like he had taken so You understand much. me. I understand you, Alexis. You understand and my dumbass. Honestly, I would have done something like that. I feel like, especially at that age. Are you kidding me? Small dick. Can't fuck. Like, I get that. So it was okay. just like, I just, I also, it just, it was like, it scared me how much people idolized him and yeah. how, how it's like, it was feeding this side Power. of him that I didn't want it to grow. Mm. And so like. And, like, I have no idea who he is now, so, like, I hope right. that he's evolved. But, like, I was just, like, this image is going to be really bad. Like, this is – he's going to crash and burn in this image. Right. Like, oh, no. And so a part of me was just, like, he's not a saint, you guys. He's not this, like – he's just not – maybe he will be. Maybe that's, like, what he's trying to evolve to. But right, right. now he's using that image that, like – we're all one. Like, I'm going to skydive and slow-mo out of a plane. Slow-mo. Yeah, slow-mo like, skydive. I did DMT Ooh. and I had this amazing experience. It's like you're in that space because you want to look – you want to be looked at as a god. I just feel like sometimes people really lose the, the idea of, like, you do understand that, like – they're editing these videos. He's not going to put anything like that makes him look at all shitty in it. So it's like, so yeah, don't I lose perception of like reality here, people. Yeah. Like what you see on YouTube is like 
perfected for hours to make it look like the best life or whatever. So what I came to that conclusion is like, we love Instagram and we love it so much still to this day because it's our God complex. It's the version of us that we feel most godlike. Um, and so that's why it fulfills this like ego like thing. You know, every time I get on Instagram, I'm like, what am I looking for? Cause I constantly seem like I'm looking for something, but I don't know what right. I'm looking for. And then I like will go on my page to be like, do I like this like version of myself? You know, it's like, it's like, cause we can truly be whoever we want on social media because it's just this like immortal version of us. Right. You're literally just crafting it to make it look exactly like yeah, what you want it to look exactly. like. Exactly. And so that's like amazing, right? Cause it, it's like right. fun. We can play with that. It doesn't have to be toxic, but because we're not a healed society, because we're all like, we're any fucking damage, which is fine. Well, and it's also um, because we're not acknowledging that it is fake. Yeah. There's still a perception that it's real. So the goal would be for it not to be fake, but, as, but essentially it just be maybe a version of you because it should literally be like video games like how you see yeah, like the avatar like, screen like it's like okay let's make you what do you want your instagram to look like like that exactly like it's i'm getting to the places with my social media where i'm like there's no way that i could ever show someone who i am and like i spent years trying to figure out how to like be like i'm here i'm here i'm here and now it's to the point where it's like if you want to know about more about me you will yeah but other than that like this is 3% of me. I know you have, you've been open about like your relationship to your body and food and that journey. How has your relationship to your body like evolved in the past few years? Um, for me, I think the biggest, the biggest thing that helped me with my eating disorder is learning how to cook for myself. When did you know you had an eating disorder? Uh, Mm, I don't know. Maybe like, I feel like you only realize you had an eating disorder when you're not in it anymore. <laughs> Almost oh. like you don't know. Like, like I knew I had an eating disorder like in the last like year or two oh, or two years or three years. Okay. You know? But like I was in an eating disorder for a very long time. I just thought it was normal. You haven't been like fully open about it, but like your transition from like having an eating disorder and then like loving your body post that, like what has that journey been of like, losing weight then gaining back weight yeah I mean well I'll definitely tell you something that like I really have to own everything that I've done and I think when I hit my eating disorder my only goal was to get as skinny as possible and it was life or death it was like I'm getting as skinny as possible or I can't work and I won't be able to do what I love and what happened was I lost so much body weight that like I lost my boobs I went from having uh d's almost double d's up until I stopped eating and it literally just like I even had like skin that was like like loose skin or whatever like around my boobs and I was just like oh my god I was so mortified I was so sad and so this was like around the time like right after me and my ex like ended and it was like this whole thing and I was going through all these litigation wars and whatever and then I finally started to get back on my feet again and I remember like the moment I was like talking about it I was in Fiji with my god sister and um and I was just like I know this sounds crazy but like I think I want to get a boob job but like I'm I'm scared because like but I really want it and like I just miss my boobs and I love boobs and like I don't know and she was like babe get a boob job do it like do it for yourself yeah just do it for yourself and I was like yeah but what will people think and she's like 
babe, you know, we can't live like, you're not spiritual if you live like that. And so I was just like, okay. And so like, I went and like underwent that procedure and like, it was like actually one of the best decisions ever. Like I, I was so happy. I was just like, I feel me again. And like, this is amazing. And like any cosmetic surgery, one does not make you less spiritual. And also it should just be like any other surgery. It's just making you live a happy and healthy life. Like, it's just like, it's to make you happier. Like this is an avatar, like the real spirituality is you being like, yes, I'm changing and making my body however it wants to because I know this is my avatar, because I know we're in a game, because I know this isn't real. How is that different from, you know, you being like, wow, her body's amazing. And then me being like, yeah, but she goes to the gym. Like if we're really, if we're just going to go down that line, like let's go down that shit because it's like, I don't care if I'm right. I would rather be better than right. And so I'm down to move with the evolution of technology and cosmetic surgery or whatever it is, because why the fuck not? Like I I'm spiritual, but I also don't want wrinkles and that's okay. And like before even coming onto this podcast, I was like, how can I take ownership of this part of myself? And I'm like, well, maybe it's because I did never come out about that. And then like, there is this like image that I'm trying to upkeep where it's like, well, she's natural, beautiful. She's naturally beautiful. It's like, yes, and I did this and this and this. God was like, you have to talk about this because it's been hanging over my head because it's like, I can't let, I can't let anyone be whatever they want until I can be whatever I want. And so like, I have to just like let it, let it out. Yeah. And this is what I really hope people can understand is like, we're not watching these young famous people grow up. We are raising them. I mean, I have so much love for Billie Eilish. I'm like really like I feel I don't usually feel protective over because I don't I have like there I have a weird feeling about her almost like she she's she's clearly a child of God. We all are, but like there's she's so um special in the sense where it's like we we have to keep her alive like let's yeah. make sure that they, we're not because we're killing these people like do Literally. people really understand like cancel culture is killing people so that's why when we think of like reality tv stars or like even tiktok stars we we have this like they're they spiral really quickly because they are the thing that's famous and that's what happened to me as opposed to no my songs are famous no, my acting is famous. This role I played is famous. Like whatever. So like separating yourself, like finding, yeah, finding that art where you can just be like, no, this is famous. Are you dating right now? I am. (gasps) Like one person or like just dating around? One person. I know. I'm trying to keep it like super fucking quiet. The quietest I've ever been. Um, Okay. So you're dating. You're happy. Has it been like a while or? Yeah. It's been like almost two years. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Something that really grinds my gears is I somehow will find myself just subscribing to things, right? And then all of a sudden, I see I have been paying this subscription service and I don't even use it because I just forgot to cancel it. Rocket Money can help you cancel a subscription that would otherwise be more time consuming and also you probably forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place. And if I see anything I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So, 
Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash daddy. That's rocketmoney.com slash daddy. Rocketmoney.com slash daddy. This episode is brought to you by Prime Video. I am a certified rom-com addict. I love watching movies and shows that are funny and cute and romantic and make me want to cuddle up to Matt, okay? And Prime Video feeds that addiction. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Donald Glover, and Maya Erskine kind of love each other, kind of hate each other, and really love to rip each other's clothes off. Dare I say better than the original. My Lady Jane, a hilarious, heartwarming, and sometimes steamy historical reimagining of the story of Lady Jane Grey. You can watch both of these and a whole lot more on Prime Video. You can also indulge in even more rom-com classics by adding channels like Max, Stars, and Paramount+. Plus. Prime Video, find your favorite flirty rom-coms all in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details. This episode is brought to you by Azo Vaginal Health Products. Most women will experience a yeast infection during their lifetime, but it is time to stop giving women's health the silent treatment. I think sometimes we get so anxious, we don't want to deal with it. Well, actually, yeast infections, you're like, I actually have to deal with this. I literally am so fucking itchy right now. That is what Azo products are for. They have an entire line of products designed to help balance your vaginal pH and protect your vaginal health. Azo Complete Feminine Balance helps restore the balance of good bacteria and for protection from yeast and urinary tract issues. Try Azo Dual Protection. Azo Care That Goes There. Daddy Gang, you can save 20% with the promo code PODCAST at azoproducts.com. That's A-Z-O products.com. I want to ask you because again like so many young women are listening to this podcast and when yeah. I was doing my research I looked at your YouTube channel mm-hmm. and on a video you released in April you described a photo shoot you went on when you were 18 years old at a loft in downtown LA for those of you who haven't heard the YouTube video I'm referencing I'm going to play the audio for you right now um okay I was shooting with this one guy who I will not say and in the middle of shooting he pulled his dick out yeah and then I just like just stood there in shock and and I left yeah can you explain that experience yeah I mean I think as like a young girl you really want to prove that you're a woman and so a lot of older men are like okay you want to prove that you're a woman and so they kind of like use that being like oh you're a woman now like you know let's like see how you are as a woman and so I just I think I just I wanted to be seen as a woman I was I forgot how old I was it was 18 okay um and I went to my agency set up this thing where I like went to a photographer's loft and then like after the photo shoot it like became very sexual whatever and like that just happened and I'm like ah details about but what I learned was that it is always 50 50 in any scenario because there was also my ego being like I know I'm only 18 but like look at my body like I'm a fucking woman and like I'm this and I'm that and so like I almost like invited that energy in for him because I was trying to prove to his camera 
look at me. And so that was like mistaken as. So you were on a photo shoot in your YouTube video. You just said he whipped out his dick. <laughs> um, I said that so quick. I mean, it was just like, I mean, it's not like he was like, <laughs> like, like karate chopped. Okay. It yeah. Was, Cause I was like, wait, yeah. that's literally how it sounded. Like I was okay, like, wait, sorry. so you're at it. Like, was it a situation where you felt extremely uncomfortable? Um, I would say yes. <laughs> yes. But like, also there's this like, is this normal? Like you just, well, there, guess- there's an adult in the room. Like he's the adult. So like whatever he's, so it was like a very like slow, like, like, like he was shooting me and then he would like take off his pants and then he would shoot me and get closer. And then like slowly he would like, no, that's out. not okay. And, and it was just like, I was like, whoa. Like at first I was like, you know, I'm sure a lot of girls, if you've, if you've had these scenarios, it's like you, it's weird. You're almost like, did what was there a script that like I didn't read like what is this no. what the fuck is this and so I just politely was like I'm sorry like I think we like misread the situation and I'm gonna go and so that was kind of and and then I've like and there's so many other scenarios like that I just remember and and this comes to like the whole like me too movement and stuff right I've definitely I've had multiple scenarios where like you know producer meets me and he's like, oh, like, you know, saying all these things he want to put me in. He wants to like, whatever, just make my dreams come true. And then suddenly, you know, he's sending me photos of like me in like a risky bikini being like, when are you going to wear that for me, baby? Like weird shit. And I'm just like, can I like share this? Like, who should I send this to? Like, I literally sent it to my manager and I was like, is this okay? No, that is not okay. And then Alexis, oh, yeah. that is not okay. You want to hear something crazy too? And I can't say names, but like. I was my like old agent was like, okay, there's this like guy that owns this brand or whatever. It's right. a big brand, but I don't want to, I'm it's not trying okay. to cancel anyone. Um, well, you know, keep that in <laughs> mind. Like it's not canceling someone if they're sexually harassing and assaulting people. Yeah. I mean, he, it wasn't like, it was like a, it was like kind of like a, like read between the lines. This is kind of like how you have to do it. So like he was kind of just like, you know, I gave him your number. He was just like, make sure that like you make him feel loved, like kind of a thing. And I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? What literally, like, what, what does, does that, that mean? mean? Oh, and that was your manager at the time. That was that like, was- my agent. at the- So it was like weird. But I think, I think a lot of the times like we're, we're, we're kind of like, and, and not even, it, it wasn't even, it's like, we're be- we're dealing with like children. And so like, it's also like he was saying in that, in the sense of like, make him feel seen and like wanted and like desired because he's this like older guy in the fashion industry that's constantly around these like beautiful people and he wants to feel like that beautiful person as well and so like in order to do that like the 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 beautiful people per se have to like desire him back and that's how he like feels like that's how he thinks a connection is real that's how he strokes his ego exactly exactly so but but a lot of the times people think that like ego is connection if someone meet if someone um, isn't it imbalance flatters my ego, then that's a real connection. Cause they see me. Right. So like it was that as well of just like this, like we have to like baby these like older men. Cause it's like, Oh, don't let them know that like they're not wanted anymore. And it's like, more, you're not wanted because you're a dick. It has nothing to do no. with you being old. Like it really doesn't like when you look, cause I'm like, Whoa, 
whoa like yeah this is weird. awful that you've had to go through these experiences like this is not okay this is no, not it's normal not okay. like that moment you're 18 but they're years- very few to be honest like okay. I will say even like these couple that you've mentioned I'm like, there's been no. like three and like that's amazing for how long I've been in Hollywood like you know what I mean because there's going to be children. There is just, it's no, just, we want to have one day be like, you've never experienced one of these things. Yeah, exactly. That's the goal. Correct. Like, when you look back advice for a woman being like, cause I know a lot of people probably would freeze and be like, I don't know what to do. So you left and you just got out of there. Like, did you tell anyone? Did you report him? Like what did, what was the steps after that? No, I, I didn't, I didn't tell anyone. Um, and maybe I should have, but it was more so just like, and this is, this is why, like, I, I really want to teach females to let their gut speak and their heart speak because when we're constantly in that, like, but I don't want to seem rude or I don't want to seem like not nice or like you whatever. You take the knife and you slice <laughs> off his penis that he just pulled out and you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Self-defense. Why is that thing out? I didn't ask for that. This man is disconnected from his femininity and his masculinity and like how can we not punish him and this is how I feel about even like our our system with like the jails and stuff I'm just like these people are sick they're not bad people well this man is abusing his power exactly and putting you in a really sick exactly he's sick like he doesn't understand he's justifying it in his mind but I do have to say like the men in these positions are abusing their power and unfortunately for most of these men it is not about connection it's about power like men that take advantage of women it's about that power dynamic they probably wouldn't be turned on if it was consensual I have a puppy and she has no she comes into a room and she's like like this is me it's like it's all about me but it's unfortunate for them because unfortunately these puppies can just go to fucking jail I'm genuinely so sorry that you've gone through that oh thanks like okay Alexis Um. Wren Thank you so much. Thank you, you. Alex. Hello, it's me. Um, First, I want to say thank you to Alexis again for being so open and vulnerable. I think sometimes it's not lost on people, but like I just want to remind everyone how fucking hard it is to sometimes sit in front of a microphone and tell your not only life story but whether it's trauma or insecurities or whatever it be like I have so much respect for every guest I have on because they open up to me um, and they're willing to share it with the world I'm so fortunate to have this platform because I know every episode hopefully is at least touching one person and helping someone um in their life. So thank you, Alexis. I mentioned in the beginning um, of the episode that I wanted to close out this episode by beginning a conversation that I hope will, I, I want it to continue through the season as I continue to have on various guests with their own unique experiences. Um, I, I want to address When Alexis shared her stories of a man pulling out his penis during a photo shoot or um, being instructed by her agent to make sure an old fashioned mogul feels loved, my reaction was, what the fuck? For what? 
so so he can fucking feel masculine for a second and maybe get a fucking hard on while you're discussing your business deal fuck no fuck no and like sadly i know well, we know this happens way too fucking often in all lines of work it's not just one fucking line of work but i think what really hit me was alexis's rationalization or um understanding like why those events happened when alexis was describing as a young girl you want to prove that you're a woman what does that mean like who wrote the guidelines to show that proof like who are we supposed to prove we're we're like what and she goes on to say i invited that energy in for him and and it was mistaken no like it's so fucked and then because Alexis takes responsibility for her 50% of all the not at all 50-50 fucking dynamic she's 18 this is an older man in a professional fucking setting and she apologizes saying I politely said I'm sorry we we misread the situation again no and, and I want to be so fucking clear. This is not on Alexis. I refuse to blame anyone but the offender. And unfortunately, we live in a misogynistic society that in most cases protects those abusers. Whether you're a fucking big Hollywood producer or a no-name fucking photographer in a loft in LA or a fucking manager at a goddamn fucking fast food restaurant, somehow all of these men are getting a fucking pass and it's wrong. Alexis said we need to give men a manual to explain how to act. Nope. No. That they're puppies and we need to treat them like children. Again, no. I can't be more clear. Men have written the script for the world we live in. And you can be very sure that they benefit the most from it. And thinking back to my previous interviews and so many of the women that I've had on, it's the same theme. Where is the outrage and the fault for the men in these situations. When I think about Mia Khalifa, she's been through so much shit and it's like, wait, why did no one get mad or give shit to the man that was in that video with her? Holly Madison, people glorify Hugh Hefner for building this amazing brand, but then look at the women that were a part of that brand and deem them as sluts and weak and money hungry. What the fuck? I get that this is not a new conversation, but it's still obviously an unresolved one. So I'm going to keep fucking talking. And I think until it's resolved, we need to get louder. My favorite fucking thing to do. Daddy gang, if there is anyone who is going to be able to push this conversation forward, I truly believe it's the daddy gang. I'm still trying to figure out what exactly my role is and how can I make a bigger impact in progressing this issue. But what I do know and what I'm certain of, I will continue to make space on this platform 
for people to come forward and share their stories without judgment. So what is the first step? You're all like, all right, let's fucking go. You got us chomping at the bit, Alex. Like what the fuck is the first step? I will come back to you. This has been a lot. We're all digesting it. I will come back to you. But here's the fucking thought. Let's ask ourselves this. Why are men making laws dictating what women can do with their bodies? Here's the answer. Men should not be dictating what women can fucking do with their bodies. I will see you fuckers next Wednesday. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want zero dollar delivery fees? Try DashPass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass and new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.